movie spoilers just tell me the ending I want to know please tell me who's dying and why they're crying I hear that's his daughter, don't you know? That's an old boy reference. I'm dreaming of movie spoilers. Was Bruce Willis dead the whole damn time? Six cents. May your films be spoiled tonight And may all you be warned again tonight The following podcast contains spoilers for White Christmas You have been warned What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Clinton Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello! Ah, oh, greetings. Oh, gotta uh-huh. show my Christmas sweater. Whoa! Krampus gotta show knocked. my regular sweater. We are one month away from Krampus Knocked when recording this, November 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 6th is Krampus Knocked. This will be released well after Krampus Knocked. But yes. I hope your children got kidnapped by the Christmas demon. It needs to happen. It does need to happen. How are you doing, Glenn? I am doing quite well uh, and exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, as you know so far, but as the audience might not know, I have been working tediously at changing seats like crazy, and I am fucking exhausted because not having a car and riding a bike does not add to that level of comfort. Yes. Now, I know <sighs> what changing seats ent- entailed before they had the recliners. Mm-hmm. What's it entail now? So, basically, I have to take off the backs of the seats and the bottoms of the seats and completely interchange them, which is much, much harder than that exactly sounds. Okay. So you're not um, just, like, taking the entire seat out? No. It's, it's, a, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. And not fun. But luckily, yeah. I'm getting help, which is fun. Otherwise, I'd literally uh, find my, my brains in a box and, mm-hmm. well, don't know how they got there, but, well, let's just say it's casual. It's just a very casual way of finding how they got there. Uh, How are you doing, buddy? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Do you see any movies this this week? uh... I have been a little little tardy on that. I've been a little uh, bad bad naughty boy. And uh, if Santa were to see my list, he uh, he would just throw that list away because of me not watching too many movies. That's fine. Uh, But I did watch a show and the movie we have to watch. Would you like yeah. to hear what it was? Sure. Oh, good. Because I'm going to get into it. Do it. I finally, along with most of the world, have finally seen the end of a show called Attack on Titan. 
mm. which is like one of the four anime shows that I think you would actually watch. Uh, we were talking about another one of those four earlier. Yeah, just just previous. Before we it recorded, was yeah. The storytelling in this is so just immaculately done and mind blowing that it's like, how the fuck does anybody think of that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just wrapped up so well. The studio Mappa just did a fantastic job. Um, it's just really good. But that's all I'll linger on that. After ten cool. years, finally. I lived long enough to see the end result of what that was. That mm-hmm. was awesome. But after that, I watched White Christmas, which we shall get into in just a moment. Mike, what did you get into, you silly fella? Well, I saw, I watched a few movies, but we're, you know, we're, we're in the new habit. We're trying to mm-hmm. save on time here, so I'm not going to mention all of them. Yeah. Uh, the first one I will mention it was a film from 1993 with Elijah Wood and uh, Macaulay Culkin called The Good Son. Mm. Uh, essentially, they're cousins. And Elijah Wood's mom is dead, so he goes to stay with his cousins for a bit. And his one cousin's a psychopath, uh, played by Macaulay Culkin. And it really makes you wonder, was Kevin McAllister the bad guy the whole time at Home Alone? Uh, Why do I feel like I've seen that? It sounds you've seen clips. Familiar. This this was going along around on the uh, the social media, yeah, various social media networks for a while. Um, and uh, it's there's this one scene where they drop like a dummy. Uh, onto a uh, highway and like cause a twenty person. Oh god! And Elijah Wood is terrified, and Macaulay Culkin's just sitting there with his. <laughs> like I'm enjoying watching. Devious look. Die. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's a cheesy '90s movie. It's mm. it has some compelling moments. Uh, I think. With. I feel like child actors today are better than they were back then. Yeah. Um, for one reason or another, they just are. Uh, maybe like the directors are tormenting them more or whatever. But uh, <laughs> well, a lot of the campiness out of those types of movies are yeah, gone now. Yeah, this was comparison. a little bit campy because of the '90s, and I feel like yeah. it wouldn't be nowadays. Uh, who knows? It wasn't made, but it was, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. 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 Um, then I started uh, uh, watching my my Godzilla collection because I finished my Ingmar Bergman collection. Forgot to mm-hmm. mention that last week. Yeah, finally finished that. So I watched Gojira, the first one, uh, and uh, Godzilla raids again, which is the second one in the in the series. It was uh, Go- uh, Gojira was a rewatch because I watched that um, in twenty twenty one, many moons uh, ago. Yeah, and I'll talk more about those. I plan on making a video about the Godzilla movies I watch eventually. Mm. Uh, then I I was uh, you you were a tired little boy so I went and saw a movie by myself on Thursday. I'm sorry. Which is why it's fine. Uh, I mean, again, this is <laughs> a month uh, ahead of schedule, so people already know this. We yeah. didn't release a video uh, on uh, on the weekend of uh, November fourth, um, and that's why. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I went to Bryn Mawr Film Institute and watched The Holdovers, which is Paul Giamatti's Christmas movie. Uh, directed by Alexander Payne, I want to say. Mr. I think Payne. That's um, yeah, Alexander Payne. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it because I'm mm. hoping. Well, I'm not hoping. It might be one of our only options to see a movie this Thursday, so I might have oh, to rewatch geez. it. We'll talk about that after the podcast recording. But yeah. people who are watching this already know what we decided to review this week. It's true. And then I watched White Christmas, which we're going to get into right now. Wow. The two greatest figures in show business, Bing and Danny, as two ex-GIs who form the perfect partnership. 
Rosemary and Vera Ellen as the sisters who have them in a spin. With Dean Jagger as the unemployed general they take under their wing. Apparently there's still quite a bit about show business I don't understand. Oh, it'll come to you, sir. Just takes time. We wouldn't be any good as generals. You weren't any good as privates. A wonderful story that will warm your hearts, just as the breathtaking scope of a new screen wonder will widen your eyes. White Christmas in Vista Vision. A successful song and dance team become romantically involved with a sister act and team up to save a failing Vermont inn of their former commanding general. Directed by Michael Curtis, uh, written by Norman... I don't know why I don't pre-read these before, because, God, (laughs) I'm the worst. Uh, (laughs) Written by Norman Krasna. uh, Also another Norma, Panama, Melvin Frank. uh, It stars Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, uh, Vera Ellen, Dean Jagger, uh, Mary Wicks, John Brascia... Brashaw? Brashia. Bracia. Bracia. I have no idea. I'm and guessing. Whitfield and a few more are in there. Um, so, yeah, this is one of the movies I've kind of never seen on any Christmas or holiday season at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like it was time to break uh, that egg. Uh, there's there's probably a different saying in there, but I said egg, so you're going to have to get over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I decided to watch that. Since last week you picked a Bad Santa, which is a movie I had seen, I picked one that you had seen. Uh, yeah. So we both got kind of tortured by a rewatch in some, well, maybe not tortured, but we'll see. We'll see. I feel like you were more tortured with Bad Santa than I was with this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hinted, well, I, I discussed this a little bit last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't even edited last week's episode because we're so ahead of schedule. So yeah. who knows? I don't remember what I said. But uh, I, um, my, this is like one of my family's favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And when I was a teenager, I was kind of tired of watching it. Yeah. And then the first Christmas after I was married, Caitlin wanted to watch it because I, <laughs> I don't think she had seen it. So we watched it. And I was like, you know what? This isn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, I think I was, just, you know, teenage danks and kind of just wanting to go against tradition. Yeah. I was like, like, I don't want to watch this. It's like um, me with a bunch of those Christmas movies. I'm like, I don't want to watch this fucking yeah. movie right now, uh, man. And, uh, I mean, this one, I have a love-hate relationship with the golden age of the golden age of cinema, quote-unquote. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's campy, it's cheesy, it's not really what I go to see movies for. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the more gritty things that started in the 60s and late 60s, early 70s. Um, and this is just filled with glitz and glamour. Mm-hmm. Uh but for the most part, I like it. I think I think it's a a nice holiday celebration. You know, it's it's not uh, overtly religious. I don't even think they mention God yeah. significantly in it. Yeah, I don't think they mention um, God almost or any type of yeah. you know Christianity. If, in, if in they any do, it's like way. a passing line. Yeah. So it's just based on like the family, the feeling of community of Christmas, which is something I think I took for granted when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I really enjoy that aspect because it, it of course opens up with them, uh, putting on a little show during world war two while they're deployed. Yeah. Um, you know, there's bombs going off in the distance and they're singing and it kind of builds that sense of community. Uh, and then, you know, the plot is that they find out the commanding general of their regiment, 
uh, is owning a hotel that is kind of struggling, so they put on a show to, to help it out. It's it's a, it's a, yeah. a nice feel good story. It is without shoving too much in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I mentioned I definitely mentioned this last week. I love Danny Kay. I think he's yeah. vastly underrated um, um, as think, far as like golden age era stars goes. Yeah, I think last week I had mentioned that I really. You had me watch Court Jester, but I, I hadn't watched the full thing. So technically, this is my full first Danny Kay movie. Yeah. Um, well, no, we we watched uh, um, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty on the podcast, the the original Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That doesn't count because I don't remember it. I don't remember anything <laughs> ever. But <laughs> all right, it's so a second. I'm a fucking liar, pathologically. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, this uh, this kind of blew my mind a little bit. I'm not gonna lie about it. Um, and maybe that's exaggerating just a little bit, but it, 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 I wasn't expecting that high of a level of holiday movie. Um, because I mean, what it has, how many other ones to live up to, like, uh, it's it's a wonderful life and, you know, the Christmas story and all those other ones that get fucking replayed constantly. For some reason, I've never even like seen this on the catalog on a TV or anything. So like, it falls through the cracks for sure. Like it's not even uh, like, like you know, normally I'll go through the catalog and we'll sit there on Christmas and just fucking like, after we just pigged out and I'm sitting there scrolling, Glennie, pick something. And I'm like, I'm looking, man, I'm looking. Oh, Pat Santa, I've seen that. I yeah, love it. I, let me look. Go through the four movies I've seen every year so far. <laughs> but, like, this one is really never on the catalog. So, like, I haven't really been able to go, like, on my way to find the movie. Like, it's not really there to show me. So I'd have to kind of go out of the way to, to find it unless they were playing it in, like, a random time or something like that. And I just never yeah. uh, got to see it. Um, see, like, it's not for lack of trying to see it, I guess I could say. It just hasn't been put in my face to see it. Um, I guess that is a lack of trying, but still, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does to me live up to a lot of those, um, because a, it, like you said before, it doesn't, it doesn't stem on any kind of religious, anything's it's, it's very community driven and even like the military parts. It's, it wasn't like any type of propaganda. Like it wasn't like, Hey, you should, well, there was like a song where it was like, Hey, I miss being, you know, in the army and shit like that. Yeah. But it was never like, Hey, you should be in the army too. join on in. Like it wasn't that type of thing. It was the, like the division that they were in was just like, so uh, wholeheartedly like close to each other that they, that they just felt like celebrating the, the one person above their ranks that were like, we love this guy so much that we're going to go out of our ways to do something for him and it wasn't yeah. it didn't feel like military driven in any way it felt like it was yeah. for that person specifically and everything the closest thing that felt like military propaganda um and i'm i'm using that very loosely yeah uh, it's not is when when the general's just like oh i want to go back i, w- I want to join the army again and whatever yeah and he, and he gets denied but that's a very i mean i i don't know a lot of veterans personally but the ones i have talked to is that like they do get to this point where they just kind of feel useless mm-hmm. in citizen life uh so they're just like oh i, I just want to be back in the military I feel like i'm doing something yeah. so like while it th- the way it's portrayed in this kind of felt like a little bit like him wanting to to help his country you know be 
and everyone else was kind of lesser than for not doing it. Uh, I, I'm using that very loosely because it it's just kind of brushed over. Uh, he also but feels it's, it's like something that that really happens with with veterans is that they yeah. He also go feels back. like that's the only place that will really take him in and that he'll feel home. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is it's a common thing yeah. with with uh, veterans. Yeah, because um, everything else just feels like the outside world once once they are quote unquote home. Everything else just feels foreign to them now because yeah. they're so. I mean, I'm not in the military in any slight of way, but, you know, I can hear through a grapevine or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I do that, but I'm pretty good at it sometimes. I'm a good listener. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, 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 really, it really didn't hold on to any of the really tropey types of things, like religion yeah. or anything, or mil- military propaganda or anything like that. Again, that was, like you said, loosely. It, it was more just song and dance and yeah. just... Uh, a community around these people and and a general and all this and just kind of the the happiness of song and dance and what it can yeah. bring joy to everybody. Yeah, and um, that kind of brings me to probably my biggest gripe with it. Um, I, hmm. I, I love musicals. The thing that kind of annoys me with golden age films are the dance numbers where there's no singing yeah it's just like purely like glitz and glamour and dancing and look oh look at this set we built and and this Mm -hmm. this wardrobe and this dancing i'm just not big in dancing in general like when i go to a wedding i sit at my table and talk to whoever wants to not dance (laughs) yeah uh because that that's more fun for me talking is more fun than dancing, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I get that I'm in the minority. Like, I'm not trying to change opinions. I'm right so there I, with you. I kind of wish that... This is a two-hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that they would cut, like, three or four dance numbers. I would even take two dance numbers and shorten it by 10, 15, 20 minutes. Because mm-hmm. um, towards the end, I personally felt myself being like, okay, they're dancing. We get it. <laughs> They're dancing. This is just them rehearsing for the plot. This is literally just filler because it's not the plot. It is yeah. something that we are going to imagine the general seeing at some point. Uh, and it's it, it, it's really just a product of its time where it's made specifically for people yeah. to go and see and, and, and enjoy, which I know. That's all movies, but like it doesn't add anything to the plot. The dancing, yeah, we're um, not that, we're not that target audience. Yeah, which we're, is fine. Like, not every movie has about to be made seventy for us. years after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but that's really my only gripe with it is that like, I feel like it could be fifteen twenty minutes shorter if they cut some of those unnecessary dancing sequences out. Well, it's funny um, you and I have the same gripe with it because yeah. uh, where I don't have a problem with the two hour runtime, I have a problem where a lot of the singing and dancing didn't feel necessary. And what I really wished happened was they replaced those numbers with just the characters talking to each other. Yeah. Because I I would have, I would have loved that as well. Cause they they all mesh really well together. They did fantastically. And like, like especially, uh, Danny Kay, his character was, was so funny in this. Yeah. He's Uh, hilarious. Especially with the, the sister, what was it? Is it Judy? It was Judy, right? Uh, the sister that he's kind of seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Judy. So like, like those two were hilarious together and, uh, you know, Bing Crosby and Rosemary, uh, Clooney's character, they could have talked so much more. Like obviously there was a dead air and, not dead air, but like there's that stigma that they had. But if they, you know, obviously if they talk to each other, 
plot wouldn't have happened for the last 45 minutes. Um, but like, I feel like there's, there's conversations there that could have happened. There's, there's the story was so good that I didn't have to see the dance numbers. I would have been more engrossed by them just kept communicating with each other and and hanging out. Like it was fun. Like they could have developed more of the romanticism a little bit more by like Mm -hmm. maybe another day between, uh, Bing Crosby and, uh, Rosemary Clooney. Um, I would have loved that. Like, yeah, yeah. The singing and dancing was very talented, very well done. Like yeah. all those people were fucking killing it. <laughs> it's just not our thing. It's just yeah. Um, like we we do not care about that. Like the, the singing, I get because the singing usually adds tone. Yeah. And and theme and and you know some kind of emotion. But the dancing was just like, hey, look at this. Hey, hey, hey yeah, big. watch watch me little pop a flip. Woo! Yeah, look, here we go. Look how fast I can tap my toe. <laughs> I'm about to do backflip. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I turned hey, into a cowboy for that backflip. We're gonna do a show, but without blackface. <laughs> The, because it's a white for that Christmas. <laughs> good, good on them for that restraint for doing that minstrel song, but yeah. without blackface. I mean, it's still slightly problematic just because of the whole minstrel thing. But like, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, in the fifties, no one would have questioned if they did blackface. But it's you know, not in the slightest. They they had the 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 foresight to not do it. <laughs> um, one of my my obviously probably for you too is my favorite part about this movie is just straight up Danny Kay and a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, mannerisms and everything that he does just being awkward, you know, around, you know, women and just other people like he'll do voice cracks and shit when he's just nervous. He's like, Hey, uh, I'm telling <laughs> you, you gotta rewatch the court jester. I do. It is the entire movie is that, <laughs> is that just his natural voice doing like the nervous like hey, hey, no that cracking that's, that's, or is that just that his was character his, that was his whole bit okay because um, he does it a lot and then uh in the court jester he kind of goes between like pretending to be brave and not doing that yeah and then being cowardly and doing that mm. um so like every time he like cracked his voice and everything i got a laugh out of it <laughs> especially yeah. especially when uh him and Judy were like proposing to each other of about proposing to each other. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, where, where are we going to find you a man that's going to do that? And then that whole chemistry right there. And that whole sequence was just genuinely really funny. And then him just kind of not him being a man and just not knowing that she's trying to get him to do that. was just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I, I have, <laughs> I have more interest in my cocker spaniel. And, <laughs> that was fucking funny um and then once she starts like you know leaning on him and just being like hey how about you and he's like slowly backing up he's like uh 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 like he wasn't (laughs) like he wasn't just like this playboy this whole time before this yeah yeah I, i thought that whole i thought that whole thing was great he was fantastic yeah, he's he's really great. Mm-hmm. He's great in everything I've seen him in. Uh, even though like this, I didn't really care for the entirety of Secret Life of Walter Mitty. He was great in it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I haven't really seen him in that much, but like I just love the court jester so much. He's, I hate to keep bringing that up. He's in a bunch, but yeah, yeah, like I mean, obviously being my second full movie. Uh, yeah, he he's I. There's not too many things that I feel like play that he's yeah. in, but he's he's got um, a catalog. He does, yeah. He, he he was a, I think, uh, it's it's a shame, but I feel like he suffered from being, like a relatively normal looking guy and also being ginger. Um, <laughs> Fucking that'll do it for you. Yeah, unfortunately, it's it's a shame, but it is slightly true for yeah. for back then. Even, that he was never really like, 
he was never really like the big leading man yeah um that he could have been because in my opinion uh i feel like he's a better overall talent than like bing crosby gene kelly and frank sinatra they're better at what they do than he is but he can do all of it and then he's also funny a lot of Um, a lot of this movie too is i like the way danny Kaye went about kind of he didn't really fawn over Judy that much, but it was very natural. The way yeah, it, he was very it. natural, but the way, and I'm, this isn't, you know, a jab at, at Bing or anything like that. Um, but it, his felt like force. Like he had to stare at her and he had to look at like her, uh, lustfully or anything like that. He was kind of yeah. just deep in her face, like that classic fifties way of being like, look at me, woman. I love you. Yeah. That type. And then Danny's was just like, his was very natural. He, he was just like, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. And then just like kind of <laughs> just. I wonder if that has to do with the age difference. Maybe. Because uh, Danny Kay and Vera Allen, Allen are only uh, 10 years apart in age, mm. which is still a lot. But, you know, not unheard of. Yeah. Um, and then Bing Crosby and Rose Clooney, Rosemary Clooney are 25 years apart. in Jeez. age. Jeez. Uh, so he was a full grown man big, by the time she was born. Big old boy. Um, so I wonder if it kind of just felt like, uh, you know, he probably was just like, Hey, this is a child. Yeah. Cause I'm in, in when this movie was filmed, I am 51 and she is 20, <laughs> <something>. 26, <laughs> um, 26. Yeah. So it, it was like a huge huge age difference yeah um that, that could have i mean they're, they're obviously professionals they they did it but like that could have been like where, where the disconnect was mm. um and it also kind of felt like you know it didn't really make sense for their characters they kind of were more business-minded and not so much yeah uh the the lovey-dovey type th- that danny k and vera allen were in, in a way theirs was business-minded too because their business was trying to get them to be in their each other's business <laughs> yeah but there was chemistry from the get-go yeah whereas with uh with betty and bob mm-hmm. there was no chemistry from the get-go they actually kind of butted heads and then there was never chemistry that grew between them yeah uh, it was just kind of like, hey, this is what happens. And that's a very, like, of-the-time thing where they, like, shoehorn romance in. Yeah. Uh, where it doesn't really belong. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everything there is kind of... It doesn't dis- detract from the rest of the experience of watching the movie too much, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, it's still, you know, a hilarious movie. Um, I think I will remember uh, Bing Crosby and Danny Cage in drag <laughs> doing the sisters act uh for the rest of my life because it's it's one of the most memorable parts of the film in my opinion a hundred percent yeah when they're f- waving those and li- uh, those feather things and the only thing i would have wished from that scene is that they didn't play the same song that the girls sang right before that yeah um it just would have you know would have been nicer if they played one of the girls other songs um, not that I feel like the guys would have known that, but I feel like it would have, you know, we wouldn't have to have listened to that song repetitive. twice. And but in a way, it also like I agree with you, but it adds to the humor that we yeah. just saw them do it, and now we're seeing yeah, hundred percent, Danny do it. But um, yeah, you're right; it, it makes it a little repetitive. Yeah, because then just imagine the audience there. Obviously, they're seeing more of a comedy act between two dudes doing it, but they're yeah. like, "I gotta listen to this fucking song again." I pay you top dollar, damn it. Top dollar here in Florida. What the fuck? 
<laughs> what the shenanigans is this? <laughs> I don't know how 50s people talked. They were weird back then. Listen um, here, see? Listen here, I didn't come to see two men. Ugh. Ugh. They're not sisters at all. This makes no sense. <laughs> They look like lovers. They look like they're the ones that are lovers. They're not trying to fall in love with men or women. They're trying to fall in love with men. With yes. men! <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, like, I have really no quarrels with this movie. And funnily enough, there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, oh, man, I hope they set this up to do this. And, and then they did. And then I'm like, oh, man, I hope they set this up to do this. Oh, and then they did it. Um, mm. like, especially like towards the end, I kept doing that. I'm like, Oh man, I hope they don't just kind of like do that whole thing just to not do this. Like, I'm glad they redid, um, one of the things I'm glad they redid white Christmas at the end. I'm like, man, it'd be great if they fucking did that again. But like, you know, it wasn't just like a beginning of the movie thing. Like it was just, it was a thing that wrapped it all up. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very happy they did that again. Mm-hmm. And everybody was everybody had their happy ending at the end. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I think it's a really nice feel good movie. I'm just reading some trivia here. Yeah, that sister's performance between Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye wasn't scripted. Oh, uh, nice. That they, Danny and Bing just did it in between takes. Yeah, and uh, Michael Curtis, the director, thought it was so funny that he put it into the film. That's awesome. Um, and, and of course, I mean, you could tell, but uh, Bing Crosby's laughs are genuine. In yeah. That. They, um, they were both smiling like little little fellas. Yeah, and, and that, that makes me lo- love it that much more is that mm. it was just like, you yeah. know, just spur of the moment. Um, yeah, good old spur yeah, of the moment. The funny thing is uh, this being called White Christmas, uh, the this is the third movie that Bing Crosby sings White Christmas in. <laughs> um, he, he sang it in Holiday Inn in 1942 and Blue Skies in 1946. Very interesting. So it's a... Uh, he can't get away from it. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a famous a, song. He'll never get away from it. Yeah. I mean, he I don't think he wrote it. Yeah. Um, but he, he definitely popularized it. Uh, but yeah, this is like one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Um, unless you asked me when I was a teenager, then I'd be like, ugh. ugh. Uh, Bad <laughs> Santa should have been, but I never watched it. Ugh. <laughs> that was you. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say except for I love Danny Kay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're watching this and don't know Danny Kay, watch The Court Jester for the love of God. Yeah, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn, watch Court Jester. I'm watch tired it. of me and, and my friend Colin being the only ones who know what the <laughs> fuck it is. And my family, of course. Yeah. But yeah. Cortez is great. Um, um, yeah. This, this kind of, this kind of surprised me big time. You know, I, w- I wasn't, I was, I, I was expecting a little bit, but you know, I wasn't expecting the level of, of what it was. Um, the, the whole ending with the general and the division, the, I, I thought it was the 151 division. Um, that, that whole thing right. was just very heartwarming. I'm not even a big military yeah. person. Uh, but I, I'm I, the opposite of a big military person. Yeah. Um, but, Go ahead. That's a discussion for now. Yeah. Not, not the individuals that go to the military. It's yes. the way the government utilizes the military. I want to clarify that before yeah. anyone assumes that I'm anti-veteran. Uh, uh, <laughs> Cover I'm the not. bases, man. Cover them up. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm anti the government sending them into wars that they that they start. should not risk their lives for. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that whole really that whole thing was very sentimental. It was just overall a great movie. Yeah, it kind of deducts a point or two or like half a point or whatever for uh, the dance numbers. When I kind of wish there was more um, story story going on. Yeah. But you know, 
a product of its time. It's fine. Um, overall, it's really great. Really great. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, that does it for our review for White Christmas. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether it goes to the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Mm. Glad this was your choice. Does White Christmas go into the KFR shelf? <sighs> it's a tough decision. It really is. Um, you know, I'm kind of glad that this is kind of my first viewing of this movie and that I didn't see it before. But man, I really wish that this was on like on demand or whatever more or on the catalogs or just on just obviously TV period. Um, cause it's a fantastic movie. I really do think this is a movie everybody should see during the holidays or f- fuck even in November before the holidays actually start to yeah. watch it. It's, it's a great movie. Very sentimental. Um, and the story's the story's really good enough to where it doesn't even feel like until like the end, it doesn't even feel like a holiday ish movie until the Christmas shit actually starts happening. It's more of yeah. just a community thing and just trying to uplift this one person. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe spark a couple love interests along the way. Mm. It's, it's really good. So I would say, yes, it goes on the shelf. Yes. Yes. Uh, everything you said nailed it on the head. I, this of course was always like a family tradition. So I never, mm-hmm had a life where it was off my radar yeah but like i i definitely know like we always had it on vhs or dvd so i never had to look for it through cable or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but i totally see it being you know drowned out by like newer christmas movies or or uh um you know some of the more famous classics like it's a wonderful life Mm -hmm. uh and i do think more people should watch it because it it really is great like all all the problems i have with it are minuscule and you know, not really that important. Um, and, and it is a feel good movie in the end. And it's, it's, it's an old, it's a rare old Christmas movie that doesn't shove religion down your throat. Or like, I love it's a wonderful life, but that does have like a heavy, I was going to ask, I was going to ask what, how do you um, compare? do you like wonderful life more or this more? I think it's a wonderful life is a great movie in general. Mm hmm. Uh, where like if you take Christmas out of it, I feel I still think it's one of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I think it like you said, there are parts that don't feel Christmassy, but like all the big parts do. Yeah. Um. I I, I prefer It's a Wonderful Life, but that's also because I like depressing shit more. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of tied um, for me. I think the yeah. the more they're, they're, they're total opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to like, tone and hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, gun to my head, I would say it's a wonderful life. But, like, yeah. I like that we live in a world where I don't have to choose between the two. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of freedom goes a long way. It's great. Yes. Yes. So I would also say it does go on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid. Yes. All right. So, there we go. White Christmas goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid. And that brings us to Streaming Roulette. Oh. It's our last, last movie assignment of 2023. Wow. Wow. What a ride. It's been uh, crazy. So... When I went to kind of make sure, because we're recording this on November 6th, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that the holiday streaming roulette thing that we normally use was operating. Yeah. And it is, but... Not to the degree that it should have. Yeah, it only really does Netflix, because I think Netflix is one of the few ones that has, like, holiday as a genre. Um, So uh, all of the ones that came up when I kind of did a few test spins were ones that we had already reviewed uh, on this podcast. Yeah. So we're doing something a little different this year and probably for years to come. We made a list of 11 movies. I picked five. 
Glenn picked five. I guess technically I picked six. Santa came with one. a sack and just delivered a bunch of DVDs, and yes. we have to pick one randomly. Yeah, so we're, we're going to do... Uh, we have 11 movies. We're going to do a random number generator three times. Mm-hmm. See which of those three we uh, want to watch the most. Yeah. So, without any further ado, here comes... A spin on the wheel Ooh. that is not the size of Providence, Rhode Island. It's only about that big because it's only 11 movies. It's like a couple trees on Rhode Island. <laughs> yes. So here we go. Okay. Eight. Eight. Number eight is Deck the Halls. Ooh. I'm assuming. Yeah. So that is Deck the Halls. This is one that Glenn picked. It is. Two neighbors have it out. After one of them decorates his house for the holidays so brightly that it can be seen from space. Uh, directed by John Whitesell, written by Matt Corman, Chris Ord, and Don Reimer. Starring Matthew Broderick, Danny DeVito, Kristen Chenoweth, and Kristen Davis. Uh, Alia Shawkat. Um, Jorge Garcia's in there. Whole bunch Fred of people. Armisen's in there. Whole bunch of people. Yes. Uh, yeah, whole, a whole bunch of people. This is going to be on Hulu. 5.0 out of 10 on IMDb. Right down the middle. <laughs> yes. Uh, hour and 33 minutes. 28 Metacritic score. Yeah. Hmm. So this that means there's potential. <laughs> yeah. So that is Deck the Halls on Hulu. That is our first spin. Here comes spin number two. Three. Christmas with the Cranks. Another Glenn classic. That is another Glenn movie. Look at that. I guess the uh, I I guess the roulette loves me this this month. Apparently, uh, from 2004, hour 39 minutes, 5.4 out of 10 <laughs> on IMDb, and you said this was on Amazon. Yep. Um, this is with their daughter Blair away in Peru. Luther and Nora Crank decide to skip Christmas altogether until she decides to come home, causing an uproar when they have to celebrate it at the last minute. Uh, directed by Joe Roth, written by John Grisham. And Chris Columbus, okay, those are both names I've heard of. <laughs> uh, starring Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dan Aykroyd, M. Emmett Walsh. Gotta love M. Emmett Walsh. Yeah. Uh, Eric Pear Sullivan, Elizabeth Franz, Cheech Marin, Jake Busey. Uh, bunch of people. Bunch of people. Bunch of people. Uh, Caroline Ray is in there. I haven't seen um, this movie since like 2009. David Hornsby, Rickety Cricket himself, <laughs> is in it. I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, so 22 Metacritic score. And that is again is on Amazon Christmas with the cranks. I really hope it I picks one God, of your movies for God's if sake. If it doesn't pick one of my movies or or the bonus movie that I added, which I guess is also technically my movie, yeah. I would be very upset. Uh, here comes spin number three. Six. Okay, so this is one we technically both picked, but I I replaced it with oh. Love Actually. Well, there it is. Love Actually. Uh, from 2003, that's going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 55 Metacritic score. Follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives in various loosely interrelated tales, all set during the frantic month before Christmas in London, England. Written and directed by Richard Curtis, starring Hugh Grant, uh, Martine McCutcheon, Liam Neeson, Laura Linney, Bill Nye, mm-hmm. uh, George Fisher, Colin Firth, Rory McGregor. This one's very uh, stacked, everyone. <laughs> Sienna Guillory, uh, Emma Thompson, Lulu Popplewell, um, Chris Marshall, uh, Heike Makach, Martin Freeman, Joanna Page, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh Andrew Lincoln, and Kira Knightley. Uh, literally all of those people I have heard and or seen of yep. before. Uh, except for maybe Rory McGregor and Lulu Popplewell. Um, but yeah, 
That is going to be on Netflix. Uh, One of the arguably hours. bigger Christmas movies ever. Yeah. I've always seen this one on TV, but never actually sat down and watched it. Never seen it fully. Yeah, I have. I've only really seen, seen the part where Andrew Lincoln is kind of just walking around the apartment, and he's like, "Yes, Carl, Carl." Oh, Alan Rickman's also in this. I think. I think oh, he's just not coming up. Fucking legend, man. Um, but yeah, I have not seen this either. Mm. Uh, it's one of those movies that everyone's like, "You haven't seen that?" I'm like, yep. yeah, shut up. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing that too. I don't. I don't watch romance movies. Yeah. Like, I don't go out of my way to watch romance movies. The ones that I have seen is because my wife made me watch them. Yeah. Um, and she had not made me watch this, even though she's seen it. So holy crap! Uh, Ma- which marry that you... woman, man. Marry her. Oh, too late. <laughs> I have. Um, uh, which one tickles your fancy the most? The one that is honestly tickling my fancy. It's not really a competition. I want to see Love Actually just to get it off my radar finally i want to move on with my life uh i don't think it'll be bad but i just want people to stop pestering me about it as well um deck the halls i wasn't really that i just had that on there because they would i would probably be fun to talk about and same with christmas with the cranks uh i mainly picked that one because i love me some jamie lee curtis uh but i know that movie's not that great (laughs) it was it was okay for its time but uh I'm with you. I the funny thing is, out of all of these, I think Love Actually, despite it being rated significantly better than the rest, mm-hmm. I will probably like the least out of these three. Oh, maybe <laughs> just just because it's it's a romance yeah. film, uh, and the other ones are just silly, goofy family comedies. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but yeah, I I I need to get off my list. I'm still very pissed off that I picked so many good options that. This little roulette game. <laughs> and it went with all of my shittiest ones, yeah, basically. So, so I had Joyeux Noel, which is a a, uh, a movie about the German and Canadian soldiers, I think Canadian, mm-hmm. or maybe it was French, in World War II, where they have a ceasefire during Christmas because they were all singing Silent Night together. I was actually thinking of that in uh, Who doesn't want during, to watch that? during a White Christmas. I'm like, man. Yeah. Be, I had Black cool. Christmas, which is a, a Christmas horror movie from 1974. Yeah. Uh, I had The Night Before, the sh- uh, Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, uh, Falcon Anthony guy, Mackie. Anthony Mackie, their Christmas movie. Michael Shannon's in that. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, Miracle on 34th Street, that's a movie I haven't seen that I've wanted to see. You had a lot National better choices than me. Christmas Vacation, that's a movie I haven't seen that I wanted but to see. But there was uh, one in there with Henry Golding, and we love him because he's so handsome. We do. And then Tokyo Godfathers, that was the, the <laughs> special one. That uh, It was an anime Christmas movie yeah. that I was going to pick for you. But I guess we're doing Love Actually. I guess we're doing Love Actually. Woo. Will we love it? Who knows? Yeah. Doubt it. Uh, so undoubtedly, I'm probably going to do next week's spoiler uh, with with cue cards. Because <laughs> that's just how it there's is. There's poor listeners that are on Spotify and everything. Like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> no, I'll probably add voiceover or whatever. Just put like a, but, yeah, a robot. He, yeah. he says, I love you. <laughs> this holiday season. I'm picking up Join this unforgettable filmmaking team. Welcome, Prime Minister. This is Natalie. Hello, David. I mean, sir. 20 years ago, you'd have been just his time. (laughs) (laughs) As they explore that time of year.
Yeah, so Love Actually is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Uh, as always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week mm. when we're not watching any of the f- possibly fire movies I picked. Yep, we'll have to wait like, till next year, Santa. I actually, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Glenn here. Yeah. But like, I actually picked Christmas movies that I was like extremely interested in. I, I, I picked ones that were good enough that they would be talked about because That's we fair. did go through either a love or a hate thing. Yeah, I get that. we did go through a bunch of movies that we probably would have liked so far. And a lot yeah. of the ones that are going to be like ones that we would want to watch really aren't really on streaming services. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm not really as bitter as I seem. Yeah. I just like now I have to watch all five of these movies by myself. Yeah, because I want to watch them. But yeah, well, yeah. Tell tell everyone it's the Carolers. Mm. Tell tell them it's the Carolers it's, or whatever. It's always the know. goddamn the Carolers, either. man. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs>